there's, uh, there's just nobody like him. Been knowing him 51 years, and uh, there's just nobody like him. I bless his sweet name for being so good to us. I was thinking, uh, she said, we ought to be thankful in that song, and I thought about where I was at last week in Mississippi. I stayed with a fella that had lost his wife during COVID a couple years ago, and he's so lonely, and, and I, I just feel for him. And then that preacher that I preached for, his wife had a heart attack on Christmas Eve. And then I found out a, another friend of mine that a man in his church had a heart attack and died on Christmas Eve. We don't know how good we have it. We don't know how good that we have been blessed. I'd say we ought to all take a lap around the building and bless his sweet name. Amen? And he has been so good to us. I, I've been, I thought about it sitting there. I've been in a lot of good churches down through the years, but there's just nothing like coming home. And I just appreciate this place and allow, uh, God allowing us to be uh, working out of this church. And, and uh, hard to believe already eight years have passed and you've put up with me that long. And I appreciate that. And I love the man of God and, of course, his family and appreciate the goodness of God in Bible Baptist Church. Colossians chapter 3, as we uh, sought the Lord today, seeking his will for tonight, uh, this is what he laid upon my heart, and so I pray that it'll help us tonight. And uh, you know, it's hard to believe we're wrap, wrapping up a, a year and headed into another one. I can remember I graduated from a Christian school, and I remember it was in 1983, and I was hearing someone talk about the year 2000. And Brother Laddie, I said to myself, I said, oh, we won't be here. Uh, we'll be in heaven by then. The Lord will come back. And here we are about to go into 2024. It's amazing how time flies. Young people, I'll say to you, uh, live for God while you can. Give him your best because this thing's about over with. Plus, uh, life will be here and gone before you know it. Look in chapter 3 of Colossians in verse 1. He said, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. For you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you appear with him in glory. The Lord would help me for a few moments tonight. I want to preach on the resurrected life. The resurrected life. Now we know in the New Testament there's only three uh, records of the Lord raising someone from the dead. It's the widow uh, from Nain's son in Luke chapter 7. Jairus' daughter in Luke chapter 8. Uh, and then the other one was Lazarus. And Lazarus in John chapter 11, you don't have to turn there. I'll be there just for a few moments. Uh, but in John chapter 11, what happened to Lazarus is what a type of what happened to us. We find Lazarus' condition. Of course, the Bible said uh, that he was dead. 
He had passed all uh, a human ability to do anything for him. And we know, according to the word of God, that we were uh, uh, dead in our sin. Uh, education couldn't help us. Uh, reformation couldn't help us. Uh, the world says they just need to learn better. But I'm telling you, friend, when you're lost without God, you're dead in the trespasses of your sin, uh, and you have no ability uh, to save yourself. Amen. That is why Jesus... Jesus came and he died for you and me, praise God. And we find that he was dead and then he was deposited in a grave. We were in the grave of sin. You remember Martha said, oh Lord Lazarus stinking. You know what? Our rotten flesh tonight, it stinks tonight. It's rotten. We can't, we can't come to God. Lazarus couldn't go to where Jesus was. But thank God Jesus I came to him I couldn't go where Jesus was but thank God 1972 he came where I was and rescued me and picked me up and I thank God that he did hallelujah amen we see his condition we see his call you know <laughs> it's a personal call hallelujah you know what brother Brother Laddie, that day in October of 1972, when I got a call from another world, I don't know who else in that building got a call. Brother Lamar, but I know I sure did. I heard that still small voice and he said if you'll come I'll save you and change your life and you know what I said I said a will and thank God I came I'm glad I got a call that morning hallelujah hey it's personal uh, can I say that it's a penetrating call you know what happened that call that Jesus gave Lazarus it got through all that bondage and all of that corruption we were bound by sin we were corrupt but thank God that call it broke through every barrier that the devil set up it broke through everything that was hindering and hallelujah and rescued us and saved us by the good grace of God penetrating call can I say it's a powerful call Hallelujah. Got him up out of the grave. Isn't it amazing what the gospel does? How that it can take a man who lives in sin. Brother Donald, he drinks every day. He smokes dope every day. He cusses God every breath. And God, Brother Lad, saves him and changes him. And he takes the bottle away and he takes the dope away and, and you know what he does? He cleans up his mouth. Amen. That's right. Remember saying a bad word the day it got saved. I was eight year old said a bad word and somebody moved inside of me. He wasn't there before. And he said, we don't talk like that. I said, oh, I didn't know. I, I shouldn't have said that. There ain't nobody around me. But Brother Samuel, somebody, he done moved inside of me. This crowd that never changes, I have a problem with it. As someone as big as God move inside of you, he begins to work his way out. Paul said, work out. 
out your salvation. That didn't mean hang on and hold on. What that meant is what God put in. You start working it out. Amen. People shouldn't have to wonder if you're saved or not. Amen. <laughs> it's a powerful call. I'm glad for the call of God. Uh, can I say, not only the condition of call, but we see the change in old Lazarus. Uh, we find, first of all, there's a great reversal. <laughs> Death uh, had turned into life. Hallelujah. Preaching a couple years ago, and this young man had gotten saved before he got there. Pastor was telling me about it. And uh, so uh, this young man was working at a Walmart distribution. Uh, uh, and so they, they, about a month after he'd been saved, they had a meeting, Brother Jonathan, and they said, we need to talk to you. And here's what they said. They said, something happened to you. Here's what they said, Brother Tim. They said, it was like you were dead and now you're alive. What about that? That's what they said. And well, he said, uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about it. His name is Jesus. And they said, wait a minute. We don't need to hear no more. Hey, I'm glad. Thank God. I used to be a dead man. But thank God there's life inside of me. That is why I'm I've got to lift my hand. I've got to say amen. I've got to shout. I've got to praise God. I'm not going to hell. I thank God. Hey, he put something down inside of me and it's got to come out. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for life. Amen. Great reversal. A great rising. Can I say that say people Living people don't want to hang around dead places. Amen? If you like to hang around cemeteries, there's something wrong with you. Amen. You know what happens when you get saved? God changes things in you. Things that you, you would have never dreamed that God changed. He changes your desires. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not being mean tonight, but I, I believe there's a lot of people sitting in our church who's never been saved. Amen. That is why they have no victory. Right. Brother Lamar, I was sitting across to a fella preaching revival in March in the state of Alabama, and I've been dealing with this young man for 15 years. He's a drug addict. And I said, Here's your problem you're lost. I said, You're addicted and you can't quit. Oh, yes, I can. I'm not addicted. I said, really? You just got through telling me how that you had to call your wife and she had to call the police and had to get the manager to get you out of the restaurant because they locked you in the restaurant or in the restroom because you was getting high and they locked you in the building. They didn't know nobody was there. I said, you don't call that addicted? And he said, well, you got a point there. I said, I'll tell you why. Every two weeks you got to do it again and you do it again and you do it again. I said, because you don't have no help with him. 
in you. If you ever get born again, there's a power. Thank God that'll move inside of you. That'll give you victory. You know what? About three months ago, he called me and he said, Brother Bobby, I've got saved. I texted him a death yesterday. I said, boy, are you staying clean? He said, yes, sir. I'm a staying clean. You know what happened? He got some help from another world. Thank God you get changed when you get saved. Amen. Reason why some people don't change because they never got saved. Amen. You know, not only a great rising, there's great removal. He came out of the the cave. He came out of the clothes that he was wearing. He didn't want to wear them stinky grave clothes. You're going to want to change some things when you get born again. Amen. You know where we find Lazarus, Brother Laddie? After he gets resurrected, he gets raised from the dead. Next place you find him, he's sitting at the table communing with the Lord. (laughs) He wanted to be as close to him as he possibly could. Why do people want to stay home instead of go to church? Why do people uh, watch everything under the sun and, and always do the things they like but never read their Bible and pray? Brother Proctor don't quite understand all of that. Uh, can I say, there is a change. Uh, then can I say, number four, he convinced unbelievers in verse 45. In verse 46, he confounded make-believers. Uh, I'm glad, thank God, that the Holy Ghost, uh, when he changes you, uh, he saves you uh, and makes a difference in your life. Yes. Right. Amen, the resurrected life. Now let's go back to our text tonight. I'll give you what the good Lord has given me and we'll go to the house. Number one, if you have a resurrected life, you'll be seeking. He said, seek those things uh, at the right hand of God. Well, what is at the right hand of God? Communion is at the right hand of God. Fellowship. You know when you go to a church week after week or, or, or revival uh, year after year and you watch people and you see their countenance change. And you notice how they, they used to sit up front and now they go as far back as they can. And they don't want to fellowship. And, and you know what the problem is? Something's wrong. There's communion problem with them and the Lord. You know what's at the right hand of God is fellowship there. Uh, can I say I'd rather fellowship with Jesus, Brother Grant, than anybody in the world. Amen. I want to ask you tonight, how's your communion? That's at the right hand of God. Number two, consecration at the right hand of God. To be holy. Oh my goodness, to be holy. Can I say, parents, please, please, please know what your children are doing. I was talking to someone over the weekend and he was telling me about an individual that their son, they, they, they watch what their son watches. They do everything. But he somehow had this video game and, and it goes a virtual where all kinds of different people can come in. Listen to me. 15-year-old boy 
A man got on there and began to convince him that his, he was a homosexual and his parents, uh, they were not treating him right and he needed to turn him in uh, to the social service because they won't let him be what he was or what he is. Uh, are you hearing me tonight? Through a stinking video game. Uh, you better be careful what your children are doing. You better know what's happening. Uh, amen. Uh, and he said the, the parents somehow got a hold of it. And they caught him at the airport where he's getting ready to fly to another city to be with a man that would destroy his life because he had access uh, to the video game that he's playing. I'm telling you, this thing's for real. God, help us tonight to wake up and realize the devil's after your children. He's after your family. He's after your marriage. God, help us. This thing's real tonight. Amen. Seek the right hand of God. Consecration there. Can I say there's cleansing there? He tells us in 1 John that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. I wish I could tell you that I hadn't worn out the, the, the right hand of God, but I have. But, but Dave, I, I sure felt him a lot. But I'm so glad that I could run to him and say, Lord, I did it again. I blew it again. Would you forgive me? And every time he says, I will. And he wraps him arms of mercy around us. Thank God there is a cleansing at the right hand of God. Can I say number four? There is the cause of others. We're to intercede at the right hand of God. Several years ago, I lived in Mississippi. And uh, probably around 93 or 4, dad came to visit. And uh, he got in and we settled down a little bit. And then he, he said, you must have been praying for me at 10 o'clock this morning. He said, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost fell in that car. He said, I shouted all, all over the place and about wrecked. And, and he said, man, I had a time. And I said, no, I, I wasn't praying for you. But when we got in private... Patty said, I was praying for Paul Paul at 10 o'clock this morning. Isn't that something that God, while we're interceding on the behalf of others, he just dumped a, a truckload of glory and honey all in that car. And he cried and shouted, what was that? That was somebody that was interceding on the behalf of somebody else. Hey, I'm glad, thank God, that we can pray on the behalf of others. And God hears our prayer and do something. Hallelujah. Brother Samuel, no doubt thousands were praying. But I was one of them praying, God, get them bags through. You got to work that out. You got to do that. And you know what? He did that. Hey, I'm glad he can. He can do anything he wants to. We need to learn to intercede on the behalf of others. He said to seek, number two, he said to set. You know what the word here is? Affection, it's singular. That word means your devotion, not affections. You ought to only have one affection, Brother Josh, and that's him. Now, to seek those things or above deals with two things. Number one, our intellect. We've got to set our mind on heaven. Can, you, can I tell you, Brother Tim, a lot of times we're thinking about this life. And you know what about this life? It's temporary. 
<laughs> At best, Brother Jeremy, we got 70, 80 years. That's it. And then eternity is forever. And you know what most people do? They'll live for this life that's going to vanish away. What does it matter a hundred years from now? What you've accumulated in this life. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you can't have anything. But that's not what this life's about. This life is that we may lay some treasure on the other side. Praise God. What, what is our mind on most of the time? You know Malachi chapter 3. Brother Danny, he said that he writes in his book for those who regard him and think about him and talk about him. I wonder if our thoughts is on, you know, it's so easy, preacher, to talk about everybody else except him when he ought to be the easiest person to talk about. Oh, because that's just like Jesus. There's nobody like him. It deals with our intellect. It deals with our interest. Let me ask you this question. What has your affection tonight? What has mine? What is the object that draws most of our attention? Is it the things of God? Now, I know you got to work, you got a family, you got things to do. I understand all that. But, but if you get free time, is it always for you? Or is it ever read another chapter? Amen. Maybe memorize a few more minutes. Maybe just do a little bit more praying. Now, or is it always about what we can do for us? I'll be honest with you, and I don't want to get ahead of myself in my message, but I, I believe we're all going to be ashamed when we stand at the judgment seat. Amen. I'm not going to be one of those that can't say, Oh, I can't wait to get there. I've done so much for Jesus. I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to be singing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound of Saved an Old Wretch Like Me when it's over with. What, what has your affection? Who has your affection tonight? Who has your attention tonight? What, what, what do you thrive on? What, what, what is your dream in life? Is your dream in life to, to make a fistful of money? I, I'll be honest. I, I remember when I graduated from high school. That is what I wanted to do. Oh, I wasn't quitting God. I was going to go church uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I was, I bus visitation on Saturday, church visitation on Thursday night. But I was going to work two jobs uh, and make a fistful of money. That was my devotion. But God interrupted my plans. And I'm so glad he did. He called me to go to a children's home. <laughs> making 150 a month. Isn't that a blessing? I sure wasn't going to get rich from that. But you know what I got from that? I got some treasure over there. I got some treasure over yonder. Hallelujah. He said, if, he said, if you have a resurrected life, it's going to be one that is seeking. It's going to be one, number two, that is setting your affection on things above. That old song says, the more that I love him, more love he bestows. Every day is like heaven. My heart overflows. Oh, my I, I don't want to fall out of love with him, Brother Danny. I want to fall in more love with him. Our churches are floating along. 
Uh, oh, they're good people. And there's no doubt some in here. Good people. But you're just floating up. Instead of being fired up about the things of God. Instead of having a zeal. Leaving Sunday morning with a spring in your step. Can't wait to get to church. Uh, you can remember the day that it was like that. I like to go to church. Uh, hallelujah. I like to get early. And it would have been if I hadn't left my glasses at the house. But the truth of the matter is uh, we've got to get back to that where he is our affection he said number three we're to be in a state of being he said for you're dead you know what that word means it means to be slain it means to crucify yourself he said in Colossians chapter 2, from the rudiments of the world. What does the rudiments mean? It means the principle of the world. What does the principle of the world say? Well, the principle of the world says that you are to serve yourself and put self first. And God said you to put yourself last. The world says, in verse 5 of our chapter, he talks about fornication and ungodliness and uncleanness. The world says it doesn't matter what you do. But God says it does. I know people, and Brother Lamar, this blows my mind. I know people who fornicate and come to the church and say amen like nothing ever happened. That blows me away. That they can do that and act like it's not wrong. They have liberty. Is that not crazy? You'll never find in the word of God. God is against the fornication and adultery and wickedness. That'll never change. God help us. We're to be dead to self. We're to be slain. Amen. And I'm saying we. We're to be in that state of being. It means to be slain. Number two, it means to be in secret. It, it means like when you were a child and you play, played hide and seek, your goal was to never be found. Can I tell you about myself? There's too many times that I'm seen and not hid. The times when I lose my patience and maybe get a little sharp with somebody. You know what that is? That's me. That's not him. I've got to go back to the house and say, Lord, forgive me for that. Uh, help me to be more hid. I've got to be more hid. I've got to be more hid. Sometimes, <laughs> I know it was a phrase, what would Jesus do? But sometimes, uh, I'll ask myself, the Lord wouldn't do that. He wouldn't respond that way. Brother Danny and I know we're not the Lord, but we're to try to be like him. The way to do that is to be hid. Where others see him and they don't see us. But I know you because you're like me. More often than not, we're being seen and not being hid. I like it when I'm not being seen. I like it when I am being hid and I'm more like him and I act like him and I live like him and I respond like him. That is the goal of my life. It ought to be the goal of your life. But more than not, sometimes we are really out front when we should be hid. He said, for your life is hid. That means you're nowhere to be found. Can't find Bobby Barnes. We can find the Lord in him. 
We can't find Timothy, but we can see the Lord in him. Can't find Brother Laddie, but we can see the Lord in him. Probably the greatest Christian I ever knew was my grandmother. She's an old Methodist, but she walked with God. And she could go, she'd stay with us, then my mother's other two sisters, and one of her sisters, they smoked dope in the house all day long. They partied. They listened to garbage rock music all day long. And she could be in that atmosphere. She'd go stay two or three months at a time. You know, it never fazed her. She'd be just as spiritual when she left after three months as when she got there. You know why? Because she prayed three hours a day. She got hid. <laughs> she got hid. And I remember a preacher when she had Alzheimer's and didn't know who she was. She's sitting at the table, staring out into space. She's over at my brother William's house. And me and dad walked in and he punched me in the arm. And he said, boy, can you feel that? I said, oh, yes. You know who it was? It was the Holy Ghost. She didn't know how to get in his presence like that anymore. So you know what he did? He just hovered over Oh, she didn't know how to get in his presence. And so he just stayed right there with her. I mean, you walk in the room and she's staring out in space. But she had been here all them years. And the Holy Ghost, he said, I'm just going to sit with you. I'm just going to sit down beside you. You've been here all these years. You don't know how to get in there. But I'm going to get you there. I'm just going to stay with you. I'm telling it makes a difference praise God God help us to be hid not only in secret but it means to be secure he said with Christ in God can I tell you we live a life of worry when we shouldn't we live a life of worry man I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow I don't know what's going to happen I'm pretty sure they're never going to let a Republican get in office. It'll be by an accident. It'll never be on purpose anymore. I don't know what our future, but I'm not going to worry about all that. Because I'm with Christ in God. Nothing's going to happen to him. (laughs) Well, then nothing's going to happen to me unless he wants it to. (laughs) You know, I've said this before, but I really believe it. But Danny, I believe if a tank was coming in my front yard. And the Lord didn't want them to hurt my house. He just opened the ground and swallowed it right up. I believe that. I really do. And if they sent another and he'd just sink it again. I'm telling you, we're with Christ in God. Thank God we cannot. We should not live a life of worry. I don't have any children. And I know some of you, my goodness, the future for your children. But give them to him. Let him take care of them. He knows how. (laughs) He can fix what you can't fix. He can watch over them when you're not around them. He has the ability. And lastly, I'm done. He said we're to seek, we're to set. We're to be in a state of being. And then he said, he reminds us of the second coming. Aren't you glad this isn't all there is? (laughs) <laughs> he said, Brother Danny, when he shall appear. You know what that means? We got a promise. 
He is coming. I've said this before and got in trouble, but I'm going to say it again. Thank God we're going to leave here and let the Democrats have it. Amen. Uh, because uh, I don't know how you could vote that way and be saved to say the least. Amen. <laughs> oh, that makes people mad, but I can't help it. It's the truth. Amen. Of course, I'll be honest with you. My niece, her husband, I was talking to him this week. I was up in Kentucky and he is a state representative there. Do you know who threw him under the bus, Brother Dave? The Republicans. Because he passed a bill that tried to ban transgender and all that garbage in kindergarten. And it was the Republicans that threw him all off of all the committees. Not the Democrats. We're in a mess. But you know what's going to happen? One day that trumpet's going to sound. And we're out of here. Praise God. There is the promise of his appearing. Then he said, we'll be with him in glory. You know what? I believe the honor you have depends on the, the question. Is your life hid in him? How much your life hid in him depends on the glory that we're going to have there. That judge, that, that millennial reign that we're going to rule and reign with. I really believe it depends on how much we do for him here. I don't know my former pastor in Mississippi. He made this statement. He don't have real Bible for it. But he said something like he didn't know if in that millennial reign the robes that we would wear would be according to our labor. I don't know about that. He, don't, he, he threw it out there. But all I'm telling you is what you do for God now will depend what happens there. As we close out this year, what's your affection set on tonight? Can you recall a day when you had a heartbeat for him, but you don't today? Has he come and the devil and he stole your song? He stole your joy. He, he stole your strength. You know what you need to do? Seek the right hand of God. We're standing tonight. Would you let the Lord help you tonight? I had several different thoughts on my heart today, but I couldn't get away from this one. What are you seeking? Go ahead and play and sing. What are you seeking tonight? You have oh, would you come? Let the Lord help us tonight. And for faith to increase. Oh, yes. And have earnestly, fervently prayed. Oh, that's right. But Come you on. Cannot have rest oh, that's the truth.